podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. You're all very welcome to another episode of Carnage, where we have just seen some major developments in this title race, and we're going to discuss everything right now. Welcome. I'm not even joking. <laughs> that was stressful. Ladies and gentlemen, um, welcome to the LFC Day Trippers show called Carnage. Um, with me today to discuss some mad, mad results. Oh, man. I got Toby from Fretch, uh, Touchline Fracker. Toby, my brother, Spurs fan. What's going on? How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's been a it's been a very good Tuesday evening, I'd say. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. I'm 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 tired. I'm relieved now because those final few minutes was was stressful, bro. You know how we always think that you know City are gonna just get that last minute winner yeah. and you know ruin our moods, but it did happen. <laughs> it did happen. Also joining me, man, I got Harold from Forty Says, my brother. We have known each other for years no, on Twitter. Man. It's about time we came on screen. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me on as well. It's not a problem. It's a pleasure, bro. As soon as I had my own show, I knew certain brothers needed to come and, and, and chat football with me, you know, and used to are definitely some of them people. But guys, this is supposed to be a, a preview for tomorrow, but I feel as though we need to discuss just walk one over the weekend and today. Yeah. Oh, Tobes, what will you make of this mad season? Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. And funnily enough, me and Harold, we speak about this, and I told <laughs> him, I told him this. <laughs> I, I, I said it a month in. I said this season is mad. People are going to be taking points off people. Teams that you don't expect to drop points are not are, are gonna drop points. No one is gonna pull away. It's just a mad season. And he was like, nah, certain teams gonna pull away. And you're seeing it now. Who would have thought that Liverpool go to um Craven Cottage and are lucky with a point? Who would have thought that West Brom go to the Etihad and that's that's insane. It's like crazy things are happening this season. Like it's it's nuts. It's very very nuts. And I mean, it makes it more it makes it more a, a more exciting league to follow. But it's just yeah, it's mad. It's very. It makes it harder to predict results. No, it's absolutely that. You know, Harold, mad season. Toby's Toby's just spoken facts there, and it's crazy because. Amongst those mad things, right? We've got Spurs at the top of the table. <laughs> See what I'm saying, bro? It's crazy. Like, what's going on? What's your what's your opinion on the season so far? Mm. Did you think okay? So Toby's obviously saying you didn't think that it's gonna be quite like this, but are you yeah. what are you saying now? Nah, at the start with with our team, I just thought we we're gonna walk it because mm. I was looking at everyone else and I'm thinking, looking at this team. You have you can now rotate the front three, Jota coming in, Thiago coming in, taking us to the next level, and obviously all the injuries hit. So now I just think it's gonna be like this till March. Then when it hits March, I feel like there will be one or two teams who are capable of winning like five games in a row. And that's, that's when right. we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna see that 
kind of the top two and then the rest battle it out for top four. But so far, honestly, you go into game, you go into games thinking, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Do you get what I mean? We played, we, we played Wolves at home thinking, boy, I'm not sure if we're going to pick up all the points. Easy. Then we go full them away. Yeah. And we're lucky to come away with a point. So I didn't even think, and I, I didn't think Spurs would drop points in the weekend either. So we're lucky in the sense that they did because I think as long as we stay with them till mm. January, Feb. Basically, should... basically as, 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 as we stay in there until our players come back, like when we're talking, because we know we're not going to get Virgin Gomez back, but the squad members that yeah. help, you know, that help the rotation. Because at the moment, our, some of our players look like they're playing on empty, isn't it? Done, you know, yeah. but but what's what's Spurs season be like in the, in that sense, Tobes? Because slowly but surely, Jose's implemented right a style among Spurs that you guys not been used to over the years in terms of efficiency, as opposed to you know the football that he was playing after Poch and and obviously previous years. How, what do you make of his style and how are you feeling about it all? Um, I don't like, generally, I don't like his style. I don't like his style. You know me, Grizz. You know me. I'm not, I'm not a Jose Mourinho fan. But to his credit this season, I think he's actually struck up a, a reasonable balance between between when to play that sort of defensive counter-attacking football and when to be on the front foot. Um, I mean, we've scored 24 goals in the league this season, we've conceded 10 goals in the league this season. I don't think you score 24 goals by playing defensive throughout. Yeah. And um, and uh, same way, I don't think you concede 10 goals by um, by opening your, your backside for everyone to, to come at you. So um, I think this season, he deserves credit. He, there's no two ways about it. He deserves credit because I think he's found a balance. Like games like Newcastle and West Ham, I know we didn't win them, but... Games where we should be on the front foot, we are on the front foot. Games like, and then you got games like Chelsea away, Man City at home, where they're going to be expected to dominate possession. That's fine. Give them the possession and be organised at the back. And to his credit, he's doing that. He's doing that well this season. So as long as he keeps balancing the two, you're not going to really see me complain much. You know, you know, with the fact that sort of no fans were allowed in to the stadiums. Do you think that's helped him sort of just set up this rigid system? Because we know sometimes fans can get on the back of teams um, if they're playing too deep, too defensive, and just start shouting, attack, attack, attack. But this has given Jose a freedom, a calmness, just to, just to look, I don't give a shit. There's no one in here apart from, you know, he's saying to his players, no crowd, it's just me and you, and you guys are going to do exactly what I say. Do you think that's helped him because of the pressure of the crowd baying for attack? Um, a little bit, yeah, but um, as a match, as a sort of uh, match-going fan, um, the games where he, where where we were able to go into the stadium and he set up like that, I don't really think he had fan pressure to to play attacking football. I felt like you'd come there, and it was pretty much yeah, you come there and you you just watch and be and have have to be content with what you're seeing. I don't think he was goaded or anything like that, but mm. I do agree. I do agree there aren't the jeers, there aren't the 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 moaning when when yeah. we're back and, and you see like in, in games sometimes like fans aren't booing necessarily but they're making noise because they're they're seeing you under the cush and they want you to come out more. And I feel like maybe maybe in the absence of of that being a factor, he's able to implement his his style in its entirety with no inf- no outside influences exactly. as well. So, yeah, it could be it could be it, it, it might be playing a positive effect on us. Yeah, mm. Harold, what are we saying, man? What are we thinking about Spurs, man? From the from the outside, so to speak, man. Lad, it's Tottenham. It's it's, it's, it's okay, it's okay. It's Tottenham. I mean, they, they look good, man. Like obviously, Jose second season. We know he always does well wherever yeah. he's at. So. You know, I think that's what's happening, and as, as always, I just don't think they have they have the experience or or the stamina to kind of see the season through because no team, especially this season, no team is going to have a period where they like. Every, I, I I'm I still believe that every team is going to go through a similar thing to what Liverpool are going through, where you lose one or two of your main guys for a couple of weeks, and then you have to learn how to cope with it. So you I know. Think that's so many 
course, you know, so many people are talking about our injuries as if they everyone has it. We need to let people know that the amount of injuries that we've had, it's not a joke. Not normal. It's not normal. Like we've had, I was reading 13 injuries already and what, we're in game week 11 or something? Yeah, yeah, 12. 12? Yeah. yeah. That's Mourinho was saying today how we have our first teamers, he named all the players, all of that stuff, but it's it's Help not him. just about... You know, you know we, know when Ho- we know when Jose goes into that mood. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I yeah, think you, it. you know Jose's on form. You know, you know Jose yeah. Man games. I love you it. Know, yeah. You know he's back in the big time because yeah. he yeah. don't talk when he was at United. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he he didn't talk all throughout his reign there. He didn't play games, but now he knows he's got a solid outfit. Yeah, and that's it. And now he's coming out of his like sort of he went through this. Phase mm. where he's quiet and boring, <laughs> you know. Do you remember? He was like, everyone was thinking, what's happened to Jose? He does not enjoy it. Yeah. Don't look the same. He's like, don't talk the same. But you know what? He's come out. What did you think when he came out with that press conference today, Tobes? How did you feel? I found it. I found it. <laughs> the thing is, he is, listen, whatever my views on him as a foot manager, as a person, he's hilarious. He's box office, isn't he? He's made, he's made for the ca- he's made for the cameras, isn't it? And um, I did I did think there was some validity in what he said that every team does get injuries, but I do think he also needs to take into to consideration that like not every team loses their two starting centre backs for the season. That's not normal. No, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he, knows. Yeah. He, he knew what he was doing. He was naming some of our academy players and stuff. Yeah, oh, that was jokes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, you know what's crazy is well, I, I was half expecting him to be a bit gracious and talk about the the centre back situation there. But he only mentioned Van Dijk. He didn't mention Gomez, but. Really and truly, if he wanted to flip it and talk about injuries, all he needed to do, in my opinion, was talk about our injuries. Because I know what you lot are going through this season is is um is not normal in terms of the frequency of injuries you've had. But then I can look at what we had last season and season. Totally agree. I was last season, that. yeah, exactly. Last season we had something like 15, 16 first yeah. team players injured. Like yeah. we had our two best, our, our two main goal suppliers out for for three to six percent yeah so i thought i thought like he was going to mention that but nah he just wanted to dig the knife into what's the recipe for surprising the kids treating yourself and ditching dish duty ordering your pizza hut faves like original pan original stuffed crust and more order now at pizzahut.com no one out pizzas the hut prices and participation vary the game tomorrow if we win I want Klopp to come out and be like, you know what? Despite all the injuries, we're still a very, very good team. Just, just. <laughs> will he say that though? I don't know because Klopp. Because you know why? To- Toby's talking about being gracious, and you know, I saw the Klopp press conference, and yeah. he was very gracious about Spurs. That's why I was a shock to the system how Jose came out because I thought he must have seen the press conference, and and Klopp was bigging up Spurs, bigging up the job Jose's done, talking yeah. about sort of the way they play. We'll obviously come to the. The the, the the key people and he was talking about them and saying yeah man Jose's done a fantastic job you know he, he was he was saying things, something along the lines of like the cream always rises to the top you yeah. know and Jose's a bad boy manager you know and he's come back to the near to the top but like is Klopp really what do you think I the got you know, to it no you know Harold I wanted to ask you what's what's Klopp what's Klopp been like for you like in the media recently some people saying yeah he's biting too much he is. He's been too whiny, man. No, too whiny. You know what? Yeah, I don't think. I think after he does it, he couldn't care less. I just feel like he's learned that in England mm. you have to talk, and the reason why you have to talk so that during the games, solid point on the ref's mind. Solid go, point. Yeah, if you go, uh, we don't mind. We'll just get on with it. Blah blah blah. They're not gonna give it to you if you keep talking. Right, like even some personally, I didn't think the Fabino thing was a was a pen. But I feel like if Klopp didn't if Klopp didn't talk, and if he wasn't coming into the press and talking about VAR, this VAR, that they would be giving everything against Liverpool. Mm. Right, and as much as like refs are human beings, subconsciously it stays on your mind, and you're thinking, hmm, this one is borderline. You know what? Let me not give it. It plays on your mind. It works. Mourinho, Fergie, we know, you know, all the big boys done it. 
And I know, Toby, you're saying he's a whiny old whatever, whatever. But it's true, though, because all the big boy managers have done it when they've been at their peak. They'd even do it when they're, like, not at their peak, like, if you know what I mean, like, growing. But yeah. when they reach the top, to stay at the top, you got to do and say whatever the shit you need to say. Yeah. I mean, you know, and your manager is the king of that. So do you understand yeah. where coming from kind of thing? Yeah, no, no, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. But still, though, I feel like he is, he is literally biting at everything. Like I get that as well. Every, yeah. every, single, every single decision that goes against him, he's out in the press. Every yeah. single injury, he's out in the press. It's just, it, we get it, Klopp. Like, but you're not the only one going through it. Just give it but a rest. He is, bro. People need to stop saying rest. He is the only one going through How can Jota get injured two, six weeks, two months? Like, that don't even It happens. Sense. It actually happens, Harold. Who's it happening to right now? It happens, bro. It happening to you, know, you, know, you know what it is, lads? It's because you lot are getting all of this stuff, all of these things at the same time. It's happening. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not normal. If That's what I'm telling you, yeah. If Gomez and Van Dijk were out for the season and all our players were kind of fit just one week out too, you would not hear a word from you. We're still good enough. But how can we have all our competent backups out as well? I just, I can't get my head around it, man. The funniest thing is, yeah, I tweeted the other day, yeah. So we go into like the last summer looking to enhance our squad, right? And buy some bad boys that are going to take us to the next level. <laughs> so what so what do we do? We go and buy Thiago, yeah. baddest, baddest player around, yeah, central midfielder, right? We haven't seen him, right? He's out. We cried for a left back that's going to rotate with Robertson. We buy this Simicast kid from Olympiacos, yeah. supposed to be a bad boy. He's out. And then we buy Jota, someone who can rotate with a, the front three, everything that we've tried to do and sort of enhance our squad. So we, we, we walk the league again, because I truly believe we would have walked the league if everyone's fully fit. Cause look yeah. at the season now. Look, shall I tell you guys, it's funny. If you look at the league table, right. And all the teams and everything, right. It's basically like last season, except us. If you get what I'm saying, we're shot. dragged down to the everyone's yeah. level now. Yeah. So, so, so you see how we were 10, 15 points clear after 10 games, we were gone. By Christmas, it was Merry Christmas and Happy New yeah, Year to absolutely. everyone. Yeah. Now what you found is we're mere mortals now with those injuries. And Toby, I think your team, looking at the rest of the teams, right, is, is, is equipped to give us the best title race I think that's going to be in years. Do you agree with that? I don't know yet, you know. It's too early oh, to say. Come on. I set him up so nice to say with I know you did. I know you yes. did. I can't. Yes. I can't. I can't. I've told Harold my rationale about this because we're spurred. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's the hook that kills you at Tottenham. Mm. And I've been stung so many times. That's why I want to know this is real. Get me to February. If I see this team in the mix by February, I know we're in a title. Why would you not be there? What, what reason? What, I don't see why not. Anything can happen, bro. Anything can happen. Kane can... Kane can I don't want to say it out loud and, and put, put it up. <laughs> Any, anything can happen. Okay, back up now. Like, decent. It's, it's, not about, about, it's, not about, it's not about having okay backup. I did <laughs> not expect us to be first. So, so of course, I'm going to... Of course, I'm going to ride the wave now, but I'm still not fully convinced that, yeah... We are definitely title challengers. I want to see more from this team. I want to see us. I want to see. I want to see the season progress more. I want to see us get to the business end and be in this position. You know, That's something what I you, you know something you said that at the start, yeah, where you said, "I've seen this. I've been through this heartache and everything." Yeah, you know, Harold's talking large now, yeah, but I've been following him for years, yeah, right. <laughs> And he wasn't always this, but it's, but it's similar to us Liverpool fans, yeah. where yeah. you know, like how we were three years ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I see the similarities. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Oh, in, terms of, in terms cool. of Spurs, in terms of Spurs, are scared to talk like because they, they because they've been yeah. You know, like how when Klopp came in and said doubters to believers, yeah. they're at that stage where Jose saying, "Come with me, boys. Yeah. I'm going to turn you thousand to believers." Do you see the similarities, Harold? Yeah, but the only thing is, I do. I, me personally, I think they're good enough for the, um, to challenge and. But for me, they need to pull away or they need to give themselves a gap before we get some sort of luck on the injury front. If we get luck on the injury front and we're still around the same, then we'll pull away. But I look at the team. They've got a great left back, 
two decent centre backs, um, good good right back. Your midfield is decent. You've got Son and Kane who are on form. I just I see the Liverpool. I don't, I don't expect you to get over the line, but I see the thirteen fourteen Liverpool where you're good enough to, to just keep it going. And you, know you might what? you might not go over the line, but you're good. I don't see why not. I actually do not see why not. You can't why you can't keep it going. Do you know what? Shout out to my uh, part-time employees, 90 Minutes. Yeah, I've done a Virgin Media shoot today. And the mm. question was, right, you so smashed it with a 13-14 uh, comparison, yeah? The, the, the question was, are Spurs ready to, to be title challengers? And I said, they remind me of the 13-14 Liverpool. Because you know how, Harold, we used to rely on, we used to praise yeah. Suarez and Sturridge yeah. don't get in. Yeah. Yeah. Our top dogs. It's like same with Son and Kane. The rest of the team was okay. Like we had Gerard still, obviously latter end of his career, you know, and we had we had some Glenn, yeah, yeah, we had some players that could do certain jobs, yeah. And same like Spurs, they got you know we're going to come on to some of the the players that they got on the on the on, in their squad that are making big moves this season. But you are a son and a cane, yeah. I gotta say it, injury away from oh. like because because I I see you got what's his name v- Vinicius. Now, you know, is he ready to step up to the plate? Let's say if Kane was out for like, God forbid, two months, say something like that. Um, I feel confident in terms of in terms of the whole in terms of the hold up dynamism. Um, I think he is obviously, of course, he can never be Harry Kane in terms of the yeah. precise finishing and the, the the passing. But Vinicius is not a dumb footballer. He's got clever link up play and he's a he's a presence. So he can be that target man, and he can actually move around the pitch as well. And he's got a decent, he's got a decent left foot as well. So, touch wood, if Harry Kane was to miss a couple of weeks out, I think he can fill in and do an ad and and do an adequate job in that in that striker that striker position. You know, Red Steve says that did Grizz nearly say Glenn Johnson? I did nearly say Glenn. <laughs> wait, wait, but listen. You know, human has got Serge Aurier, who's very similar in terms of attacking-wise he can be, but he's always got a clumsy, yeah. mad, mad, dumb moment. And that's what Glenn Johnson, bless him, had near the end. You know, he had a he he, he had a very good career, but, you know, he was always prone to the error, just like Aurier is. I mean, I don't think Doherty is fit for tomorrow, so I think you're going to have Serge Aurier, right? Is Doherty out, Dobbs? Do you know? Uh, Do- Doherty is, he's fit, but Serge Aurier will be starting tomorrow. Okay, okay. But yeah, so, you know, I did I did compare it to 13-14 because we played a lot of attacking football that year, didn't we, Harold? And we were like the one of the most best attacking teams, counter-attacking teams in, in the Premier League Europe. Um, Son and Kane are on that now, aren't they? They're on some next level heat. I've, you know, it's, it's the most obvious thing to say, Son and Kane are the threats, but how do we control them tomorrow, Harold? How do we stop Son and Kane, which is the key tomorrow for us? We just have to. Do you know what? Someone, someone, I was looking at my timeline and someone was saying, why don't we start Phillips and put Fabino in the midfield if um, Mat- Matip is fit? Mm. And, and I was like, I get that because Klopp's, the only way we can do it is to stop them getting the balls. Like That's literally it. The only way to do it, and it's not even getting the balls. You have to stop Kane from getting the ball, or surround Kane all the time. Make sure he doesn't get that space. As long as we can do that, they're not going to create that many chances. So I, yeah, I just think just stop Kane because Kane is going to drop into that midfield, and if he does that, and we give him what five six seconds to turn around, look around, and start passing it, that's that's going to be a long game. As long as agreed. You know what? How is I was talked about Kane dropping deep. And this season, I'm not going to lie, Tobes, he's gone on to another, in my opinion, he's gone on to another level. And, you know, a lot of people wrote him off last season because, you know, he picked up injuries and people don't understand from the outside that, you know, at his age and everything, these kind of ankle injuries are, you know, they can ruin your career. But he's almost reinvented himself into, dare I say it, Harold, I don't know how you think about this in terms of, Similar to Bobby, isn't he now? He plays in that withdrawal yeah. role. Don't upset, with... don't upset them. <laughs> yeah, but it's true though. He's dropped into yeah. that role and he's the he's the yeah. brain of your team now as well, Togs. Yeah. What do you think about this? Maybe possibly a renaissance because a lot of people had written him off. 
You know what it is? You know what it is, Grizz? And again, I'm going to reference the, the fact that me and Harold have known each other for a long time. But as long as Harold has known me, he knows I have been I have been championing this guy yeah. for years and years. I've been saying for years, he is the most complete striker comfortably. And I, I'm so happy that this deliberate tactic from Jose Mourinho is... Is it more, deliberate, yeah? It's deliberate. It's deliberate. Mourinho telling him, instructing him to come deeper for the ball. Let mm -hmm. the faster players run ahead of you. Let the let them make their runs, and you find them. And and also you get into the box uh, yourself. And I'm so happy that people are seeing it because Kane has been making these passes for years. Great. I promise you, he's been making these passes for years. I went on a different podcast last season. Last mm -hmm. season, even when he was injured, and I was arguing with a Liverpool fan, and I told her. This, this role that you're saying Bobby Firmino plays, Kane has been doing it for years and you don't want to take me in. Now people are seeing it. Now people are seeing the passes because Sonny's Sonny putting them away. Now people are seeing the industry because he's not having to press from the front as much. People are seeing the all-round game. I've been saying it for years. He is the complete package. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Always has been, always will be. And I think now... Opposition fans, I'm I'm loving the fact that they the appreciation. They yeah. appreciate. They appreciating everything he has to his game because he's honest to God. He's a he's the he's he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Like I I, I can't I can't. It's, it's crazy. I run out of superlatives to this, to describe him. And I've <laughs> and I've been saying I, I I made a statement to a couple of my friends probably like two years ago, and they're like, oh what you're chatting crap blah blah. I said. A rampant cane on form is just as good as Lewandowski. Just as good as Lewandowski. They told me, yeah, yeah. oh, you're crying, you're, you're lying, you're chatting shit. Look at it now. Look mm. at it now. You know, he's, he's, he's talking about his, and, you know, every fan has the right to talk about their, their leading marksman, their main man. Harold, we've got two of them, I'd say, in terms of Sadio and Mo. And not many teams can talk about having two players of that caliber. Now, I wanted your opinion on the form, on the current form of these two brothers. What are you saying? What, what, what's, what? They're not 100% yet look where we are. It's frightening, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Mane, Mane's had some difficult, he's had a difficult season so far. Salah started off really well. Like, mm -hmm. very before COVID him. Yeah. So, I get, do you know what it is? I feel sorry for them because right now we don't know the effects COVID had on Salah. Yeah. yeah, he might be back and playing, but it might have had an effect on him to the extent where, you know, he doesn't feel, you know, 100%. the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As for Mane, I think, like, look, we've seen these guys what, score 20 goals a season. Mane is on it every single game. Mane had, like, two bad games all of last season. Right, people so people forget that, don't they? People forget, you know, people with short memories. I hate that shit. He played like 45, 50 games, and only you can only pick out two bad games. He's human. So I I just look at him and go, look, like, you know what? I, I, I don't get onto him because I know it will come back and he's just going through a phase. And it might be fatigue as well. You know what I mean? It might be fatigue. There's only so much he can do, which, which is why I kept saying we just need to get through to Saturday, right? St still stay around the top of the league and then they have a week off, right? I think, I think, I think with, because um, I think with Sadio Mane, as a general football fan and as a Liverpool fan, I think you can criticise um, his form. You can just call a spade a spade. He's not been, he's not played yeah. well recently, yeah. but I feel like that's as far as it should go. I agree. Um, last season, it was the same case with us with Harry Kane in the first half of the season. He wasn't playing well. He wasn't playing poorly, but that's as far as it should go. It should not make you alter your view on his ability as a football player because the guy's consistency over the past two, three years has been nothing short of freak-like. I was going to say, you know, I wanted to ask you, I was going to come to you anyway, and it's good you started talking about from the outside. Like, So, for example, the real football men, right, like myself, <clears throat> <laughs> recognise Harry Kane as, as you said, 
probably, along with Lewandowski, probably the most complete, complete centre forward in world football. And I include Haaland in that because he's not as complete as the other two. Like Lewandowski and Kane are complete. Haaland's a phenomenal machine and finisher, but he ain't got the brain and the rest of the rest of the components of of these guys have. Um, what do you make of our front three in the last two, three years, looking from the outside? How highly do you rate them? And who's, in your opinion, is the key one out of the three? Oh, I hate answering this question. <laughs> I'm is here to ask the bad boy questions. I'm not here to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the front three, the, to be, it, it used to be a devilish front three, let's be real. But what in, the last year, in, no, in the last year and a half, it's become a devilish duo. It's become a devilish duo and a, and a good, <laughs> and a good um, third player who's sort of lost his way a little bit. Um, you know what's happening? You know what's yeah, happening? But, um, but I think the, the, the two wide men are amazing, man. Like, I think the standard, the standard that they've set over the past two years have been nothing sort of incredible. Like, it was only like two and a half years, three years ago that I used to think, because it got to a point, I used to think that Son was better than, was better than Mane. I, I, I honestly used to think that. And then Sadio Mane, I don't know what it was, but um, I think it was it was the season when you lot um, got to the first got to the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. Him, his run, and Salah's run in the Champions League that year was crazy. Yeah. And then the season after that, um, he just kept scoring goal after goal after goal after goal in the league and clutch goals as well. And then he was doing it in the Champions League as well. And then beyond the goals, the performances, that's the thing with Sadio Mane, even when he's not scoring, his performances are ridiculous. Like Champions League final case in point, your attacking play was off. Yeah. But he was the only attacker that was bringing the fight to, to Spurs. And that's, that, that's him. And then Mo Salah is Mo Salah. Like, I, I don't think we need to sort of elaborate on why he's that good. Like the, his numbers are insane, absolutely insane. And, and then you look at his, the facets of his game. He's fast. He's aggressive. He rarely misses a game of football. He's strong. Um, and he's just, he's, and he can dribble the ball. He can make, create goals as well. Like they set that they've set a crazy standard that all the other wingers um, in world football are, are, are trying to meet. And if you have to judge it realistically, if you look at it over the past two, three years, the only wide man, apart from the aliens, Messi and Ronaldo, who I would, Hold above Sadio Mane and, and and Salah is is Neymar. That's literally it, Neymar. Yeah, no one else is. No one else is is is. No one else until recently have been able to sort of set the standard that they've set. Apart from like your Neymar's and even possibly your Mbappe's as well. So it, it, it it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And then so that's what I think on the two. Firmino, I like him, but he's losing his way. I don't know what's what's going on with him, but he's really really lost his way you know people people talk about our front three as a as a as a as a threesome like losing that spark as a trio trio you know you're saying that sort of you know bobby's lost that spark and and now some a lot of people said salah lost his spark last season and now they're coming on to mane but toby you mentioned something that it's the last three years people forget how much football they played for us I mean, Harold, me, me and you see see these guys week in, week out, right? And we see, like, everyone sees the goals and the skills, right? But only true Reds who watch them week in, week out see the humility in these players in terms of working their ass off. It's yeah. next level. It's like, you don't get... Do you, do you know of a three in world football that work hard as these three as well at the same time? Nah, and that's that's one thing about our sort of wingers and our front three that people and I think even when other managers try and replicate it, you always see that these wingers lack the desire to run back and to help out. Sometimes you see Mane running back and Robert has to tell him, yo, chill. Like, yeah, you're trying to help me out, but relax. Salah, who does less of the defensive work, when Liverpool are struggling, you see him running back all the way to the penalty box. And I think that's that's a lot to do with Klopp. Because you have these two players who are three players who are superstars, right? Yeah. The, the, the amount of goals they get, they should be able to turn around to the team and go. Yeah, yeah. You see it, you see it other clubs. You know, yeah. you see it at other clubs where the yeah. stars think they're immune to working hard. They yeah. don't need to. Like, nah, you say, I'm doing my job, I'm scoring. 
you got to do your job. They don't look at it like that. If Salah sees, nah, if Salah sees Trent is struggling, he'll run all the way back. Or he'll swap with Firmino. And, be, and that's what I love about it. When they're tired, you see Firmino is now on the left, running all the way back. You see Arne is now on the right, running all the way back. So sometimes I think without even clock telling them, they make these adjustments to help out defensively. And you can't buy that. You cannot buy that. Buy that. Toby, yeah. you know what? I've seen these traits being put into your team, you know, because I remember watching the first game of the season against Everton. And I turned around to my boys, like Spurs fans, right? And I said to them, that is the worst performance I've ever seen from a Spurs team ever, right? And they agreed. They were like, that is shocking. What the F did we do there? Like people were strolling around the pitch, panting for air. It was like, how unfit are these guys? The turnaround compared to the game against, when I saw you against Chelsea, where you outran them, outpressed them at their ground, and you've got a, you haven't got a great record against Chelsea, yeah. But the confidence and the work ethic he's instilled in your team. Talk to us about that, man. Yeah, man. And this this is what I mean. I think I think Jose Mourinho has to like even the the the, the most staunch sort of anti Jose. Like you have to. <laughs> <laughs> you have to you have to acknowledge the work that he's he's done this season like it's not just the fact that we're getting the results you, you look at the the mood in the camp it's a positive camp everyone's getting on with everyone everyone's bouncing off everyone as well everyone when they come into the team they want to put in work for the team everyone has bought into his philosophy as well and then you look at the the players that he's improved you look at Eric Dyer, like Eric Dyer is. I don't rate Eric Dyer. Like we shouldn't be talking about Eric Dyer as one of the best centre backs in the season. Yet here we are talking about Eric Dyer as one of the best centre backs in the season. Serge Aurier, who we knew constant liability. You look at the, you look at the improvement in his in his game. Alderweireld, who we all thought was past his best. You look at the upturn in form, simplifying Hugo Lloris's game to make him just a shot stopper and nothing else. Now, like. You have to praise the work that he's done this season. When you look at the organization, the the um, harmony, and then the the devastating punch that we hold on the counter as well. Like you have to, you literally have to hold your hand up and admit that this guy is doing a fantastic job this season. No, no doubt he is. No doubt he is. Uh, so we go into the game tomorrow, and guys, we were just talking off air a few minutes, and you know we were like. A bit giddy, like this makes tomorrow like the results tonight. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just we could just briefly touch on results tonight, Harold. Don't even tell me you predicted them two results. Nah, man, not at all. I mean, with Chelsea, I, with Chelsea, I never know what to expect from them, man. Even even when they win games, it's, you just look at them and it's still very much based on individuals, right? So you always feel like if you stop the individuals. You might have a chance, but City home to West Brom. Jesus, like, that makes sense. Not away, home at the Etihad, where they like constant pressure for ninety minutes, and they end up drawing that game. And the chances they had at the end, two headers. Sterling had a header. What that? Just like all you got to do is just find one pocket, and it's game yeah, done. Yeah, but this is it. So you touched upon Sterling there, and I've got a little thing. <laughs> no, no, and it's not. No, I was gonna say. I was gonna say it's not because he left us. Yeah. Rare, rare, rare. Nothing to do with that. I'm- fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Talking about even when he was with us, Harold, everyone used to talk about Sterling and straight away world class would come upon the tongue straight away after they mentioned Sterling. And I used to I used to want to hold back and call him you know, and not call him world class yet. <laughs> and the reason for that, no, no, Tobes, the reason right. for that is because 
of what Harold just talked about. And how many games do we see it now? How many times were clutch moments? We're talk, we talked about clutch moments in Mane and Salah, yeah, and Kane. How many clutch moments can you think of Sterling? When it comes to it, the man fucks up. The simplest of chances. I don't think he's in that world-class, world-class category because of that. I want your thoughts, bro. You know what, Grizz? I think I, I think he has had I think he has had his fair share of clutch moments for Man City. I think I think he's been, if if anything, I would say in the last probably year and a half or so, he's been I know Aguero is the best. On paper, he's the best. But I think in terms of the go-to attacker, I think it's been Raheem Sterling for them. And I think I think um, you look at his form over the last sort of three, four years, and you have, for me personally, I, I never used to call him a world-class attacker, but I've, mm-hmm. I've come to terms with it now because the productivity and the importance he's had to Man City, who have actually won stuff in recent years, you can't really overlook that. But... And there's a but with Raheem Sterling. So I do think he is a world-class player for now. But I hear you on the ch- the big misses. Yeah. A player, a player, a world-class player of that, of that ilk, a, a world-class player, like some of That's the misses that we, some of the misses that we see from Raheem Sterling, it's just not good enough. I'm that not sure if I remember as well, but um Sadio Mane early on, he used to have this thing where he would miss. He would miss like glaring chances and whatnot. Yeah, but Sadio Mane in the last two three years, when he's bearing down on goal, uh, there's a clear cut chance. You don't even think he's yeah. gonna. You don't you you don't think he's gonna miss it because it, it's but, not gonna. But happen. do you, but do you feel the same about Sterling when he's through like that? I don't. No, and that's the problem with Raheem Sterling. Like he's he's a he's a he can, he's a good finisher, but he's not. He's an amazing creator of he's chances. Not an elite finisher. Yeah, I think he's a world class creator in terms of chances or making something out of nothing. I get all that. What's your opinion on him, Harold? What are you saying? Yeah, about I, I think he's he's world-class as well. But again, there, I always see world-class as categories where you have your Mane, your Salas, your Neymars, and then maybe you have your Sterling because you, That's can't, you can't cost your team a chance in the next round with attacking. That, that's unacceptable. That, mm. that cannot run. And the position that he gets himself in, all he needs is a tapping. Yeah. Most of the time, we're not looking for him to pick up the ball and smash it from 30 yards. We know he can't do that, but mm. he can't keep doing that. And that's how can we still, he's had maybe what his best three year period of his, mm. his, of his life. And no we're still talking about missing these chances. Do you get what I mean? And that's, that's, but, that's Toby makes, but Toby makes, but Toby touched on a good point in, in terms of money used to be like that. Mm-hmm. So do you remember the raw money we bought from Southampton? Yeah? yeah so we yeah. knew, So, but he's progressed into someone like Toby just described. When you're through, when Mane's through, you know, come back, man, blow up and let's yeah. not kick off again. You know it's a goal. Yeah? Mm-hmm. With Sterling, we know he could scuff it. He could sky it. You know, he doesn't clean. For me, he doesn't strike the ball cleanly enough to be in that, higher echelons of world-class, man. I hear what you're saying about in terms of he's got the raw attributes that are world-class, but I don't know, man. Good luck to him. You know what I mean? That City, man. He left us, so I don't want to dwell too much on him, you know? But yeah. mad weekend of results, and then and then tonight, madness again. So we go into tomorrow. This is massive. Massive. Is massive. This, is, this is mad now. We're talking what is it? Game week twelve, guys. Game right. This is still. This will be game week. Game week thirteen, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Going into this game, guys. You know, what I mean, I think this is so big. I can't. I can't talk about the importance of it already. And I know it's just one game, but mentally, Tobes, if you go there, if you go to Anfield where you get regularly, regularly pammed, yeah. If you go there tomorrow and get a result you're going to be waking up the following morning thinking, you know what? You can do it. Is that true? There's a there's an element of truth to that, I'm not going to lie. I'm really not going to lie because, I mean, off the back of Man City and Chelsea as well and Arsenal and then Crystal Palace as well, if we go to Anfield and we get a result tomorrow, I'm not going to lie, it, it will definitely alter, some, alter my stance on 
on um on, I'm not actually I'm actually not gonna lie because result to, to, to Anfield and to get a what when we say result, are we talking points? I don't know. You tell me what's a result. I'm a result, a result for me is I'm predicting we can get a point. I think we can get I think we can get a point, but if we get three points at Anfield. The unthinkable if we get three points at Anfield. <laughs> the unthinkable if we can get three points at Anfield, bruv. I'm throwing my I'm throwing my stance out the window because that is a complete game changer. Complete yeah. game changer. I'm not gonna lie. From trying to be for a second, trying to be neutral and think about it from a non-Liverpool point of view, just like a football point of view, yeah, for the league title race. I think this is the game Jose has been waiting for. This is the game that shows him up against the best coach in world football, in my opinion. I don't think many would argue, right? And Jose, this sort of coach that's gone a bit down in the ratings and people have started writing him off. But here he is bringing a Spurs side, literally back from the dead, right, Tobes? So he's just making this Spurs side into this machine-like, and all these other teams are dropping points. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's coming into tomorrow. How are you feeling about this, Harold? This Jose Spurs coming to Anfield? Is, is it is it like normal for you? Are you saying, yeah, it's Spurs? Or are you seeing, okay, it's Spurs, but this coach is, is known to do things? Nah, he, he's, I mean, he's more than capable. And one thing that we're forgetting is we're, we're what, about 20 games away from his Chelsea record. It's Chelsea home record, right? And he's thinking, if I don't stop this this season, it might be too late next season. I might not <laughs> yeah. come from and so he's thinking title. He's also thinking, yo, I need to lock this off. To get shout out to that, shout out to that record though, because that's an insane Man, record. Sixty-four insane. home, yeah, on beating run. So Bad. he's definitely looking at that record and thinking, I want to be the guy. You know, I've done it here before. I want to come here and do the same, and then. I feel like he thinks after if they win the game, I think he can, he thinks he can walk into that changing room and tell his boys, lads, we're going. Believe me, game. believe me when I because that's what. But how are you feeling from a Liverpool point of view, though? I mean, Matip will make a big difference, um, but I think we're we're good enough to beat them, and we're, we're we're obviously struggling away from home. It's very clear that when we go away, teams are now attacking us but when they come to Anfield they and especially the fans Wolves were rattled by the fans I was shocked we had 2,000 people and Mad. the way I could hear you never walk alone I was like whoa do you get yeah, me? And, and same thing is going to happen tomorrow where the fans are going to give the players that extra energy to just keep going and I think I think minimal minimal result for us will be a draw because he's going to sit back and we're, we're best when we're recycling that ball. Recycle, recycle, recycle. We'll get, we'll get in. And we obviously know you are so good at counter-attack that one of the fullbacks will always stay back to help out. So I think we're, if, there's, if there's a team be, like, best equipped to be... Handle Spurs right now. Yeah. How do you think, Tobes? What's the game plan from your point of view tomorrow? How do you how do you think you set up? How do you think Jose sets up? Go into the mind of Jose. Talk to me. Him going to Anfield tomorrow on because you didn't get you didn't get beat at weekend. Let's get it right. You know no. you you got a, got a point and Selhurst Park is a tough place to go. Right? You know they've got some certain mans up front that can do damage in terms mm. of Eze, Zaha, etc., etc. So it's mm. no, it's, I don't think it's damaging at all. What are you saying tomorrow in terms of game plan then tomorrow and taking in like you know he's going to the lion's den without doubt? Um, I think we're gonna see a vintage Jose Mourinho-esque performance tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's gonna respect the opposition, and that's that's one thing you have to say about Jose Mourinho. He always respects and plans for the opposition. So um I think we're gonna see a bit of what we saw at Stanford Bridge. We're gonna see. We're gonna see a bit of what we saw against Man City. We're gonna see us look to contain you, look to contain you and hit you on the break because we've seen the high line you lot play. I know um, you might have some reservations tomorrow because of how good we are on the counter. So Klopp might make some adjustments yeah. accordingly. But I think Jose Mourinho will recognize the fact that you lot 
traditionally you play a high line and you can be got at on the break. So I think he's going to set up to um, frustrate you lot tomorrow as well. He's going to try and make us hard to break down and he's going to give us that threat to sort of carry yeah. on the counter-attack. Yeah, basically like sort of when he attacks, he attacks with numbers, which is surprising. Like he has Aurier basically and Reguilon who... <sighs> I said, even when he was linked with Man United, yeah, I was praying he don't go to Man United because <laughs> this left back is sick. And then when he went to Spurs, I was like, okay, you know, he can go to Spurs. Spurs ain't going to be saying much or doing much, but, yeah. you know, I mean, he's been absolute, I think behind Robertson, he's been the best left back. People talking about Chilwell and all these mans. Now, Reglino has been sick. He's an absolute baller left back and then you've got Aurier who's basically playing like a right winger and most of the time but um and and so so the way Spurs set up I just want to ask you Toby before I get Harold's opinion I just want to quickly ask you about the role of Sissoko because everyone's talking about Hoiberg and don't get me wrong for me Hoiberg's on a par with Jota at signing of the season mm-hmm. so I'm not underplaying downplaying Hoiberg I think he's been the most shrewdest by this season. But the role of Sissoko, Tobes, I'm not too knowledged. I haven't seen Spurs enough to know. Is he playing alongside Hoiberg in the two and then you've got Ndombele as a floating attacking midfielder? Because yeah. yeah. Sissoko's best moments from what I remember were box to box, like rampaging into the box. What's his role been under Jose? Yeah, like it's weird that box to box role. He played that to good effect under Pochettino because it was Poch that converted him into a central midfielder, and Pochettino utilized that sort of box to box approach, especially in the Champions League. That season we got to the Champions League final, using him to cover the right channel because he mm-hmm. knew that Trippier and Aurier were susceptible when they went forward. So he'd help cover the right channel, track runners. And then at the same time, he could help us in transition on the counter as well. Um, I even remember a game last season, our goal we scored against you lot last season at Anfield. There you saw Sissoko at his best in that box-to-box or where he dribbled mm. two, three players. But I think with, with, with him this season under Jose Mourinho, Mourinho loves disciplined players. He loves players who are willing to work. Yes. If there's one thing you can say about Sissoko, he is a worker. He will work his socks off for the team. And I think Mourinho is taking advantage of that. And he's playing him next to Hoybier. When we're playing the ultra-defensive sort of counter-attacking system, they, they play, they play essentially in like two additional centre-backs. You've got Hoybier right. on the left-hand side to to, to um, cover Regulon. You've got Sissoko shuttling on the right-hand side to cover to cover Serge Aurier as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good to see. And then you have Ndombele, who has sort of a, a free role, perhaps, to, to go forward and to press, to press the opposition. And when he's on the ball, to make stuff happen. So Jeez, when Ndombele is on the ball, you know. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Harold, and Ambele's, am I right in saying it's a good comparison to our own Nabi Keita? In the sense that (laughs) <laughs> They're both injury prone. The most yeah. frustrating yeah. players to you know to we just want to see him on the pitch yeah. as much as possible because we know the talent is there. Nabi can Nabi's touch, Nabi's control is very similar to Andombele. The, the both the way they can turn when the ball's played at them with their first touch, they can turn man to beat that press. The vision Andombele is coming into. Um, form now and he's got a rhythm going for Spurs. What's your opinion on our Naby Keita, man? Where do we go with Naby next, man? How do we deal with Naby? Do you know what? I, I kind of feel sorry for him because most of the time the reason why he's picked up the injuries is because, what well, he got back from injury his national team decided to play him, what, two ninety minutes in, in, the, in a couple of days and if we weren't having an injury, um, an injury crisis, I feel like we can cope with, especially with the squad, you can cope with just 
you know, what we used to do with Sturridge, where he comes in, he plays in games, has an impact, um, and then eventually maybe pick up fitness because obviously he's younger than Sturridge. But now we have a situation where um, we have so many injuries and he can't stay fit. And right now I'm just looking at Leipzig, looking at one of their centre-backs and saying, yo, if you want to give us one of your centre-backs for Naby... Are you ready to, are you ready to do that shit? Yeah. Oh, wow. Are you, ready to do that? you cannot keep Ox and Naby. Someone has to go. You can't keep both of them. We can't carry Agreed. both of them. Agreed. Both of them. One has to go. And obviously it doesn't look like Klopp's going to get rid of Ox. Leipzig would probably take Naby back for a centre-back. So, you know, I, I, I just don't... And now... For me, Curtis Jones is a first. Uh, when he starts, I'm happy. When Curtis Jones starts, I'm happy. So you know, we, I had I had arguments with people today on Twitter, as you do sometimes, yeah. You know, because Twitter's like that. You can get into an <laughs> argument very easily, you know. Uh, but because I was saying, because certain mans were picking teams for tomorrow, you know how they pick teams, yeah. I wish you know we picked this, yeah. And I saw Cater ahead of Curtis Jones. Yeah, that can't run. And I was saying, and I, this is exactly what I asked him. I said, bro, tell me why you've disrespected Curtis Jones by dashing him straight away because you think Naby Keita might be fit. And you think, oh, his words were, walks into this team. His words were, Naby Keita walks into this team. I was like, what have you seen? Because I'm a Naby fan, first yeah. and foremost. Don't get it twisted. I was big on Naby Keita coming to Liverpool and I was proper hyped. But I'm struggling to see how anyone in their same mind can just drop Curtis Jones after the performance he's been putting in where they were needed. Harold, we needed Curtis Jones, right? Yeah. Injury. Everything, Genie's playing every second of every game. He's running on empty now. Hendo's got a knock, carrying a knock. We needed Curtis Jones to step on the scene and show everyone why we think he's one of the best 19-year-olds around. And he's done that. Yes. So how people can say Naby is ahead of him in the pecking order is beyond me. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I've, I've, for me, I'm, I'm so shocked. Curtis Jones. I remember seeing him as a, an academy player. I'm thinking, you're good, but are you really that good? Then yeah. one summer he came back and the level that, that levels are changing. I was like, wow. And for me, he basically puts in a Ginny performance, but with the attacking side as well. So you have him defensively positioning himself right, winning tackles, winning this, and then just getting the ball and making things happen. And a different side to his game. A different side to his game we're seeing. You know, it's, it's 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 great to see. It's like, you know, we all aspire to see youngsters come through the system, because Gerard spoke so highly of them, and we and we and you often think our oh, people, people overhype the locals. If you know yeah. what I mean, a bit yeah. too much. Just because he's a local lad, oh, we don't. Yeah. You know, sometimes we see beyond that, and we think, yeah, no, nah, he's not all that. It's just because he's local. Um, Kieran Thorne, thank you for the super chat. Says Cater's season needs to stop. He has never reproduced his Leipzig form over more than three games for Liverpool. Jones is arguably first name on the team sheet at the moment. One hundred facts. Look at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's, it's there for people to see. As as much as Naby was lauded, and and I still support him, and I pray that he can get fit because Endombele is showing when you get fit. Like even told you, you'll be critical of Ndombele's fitness, like pre this season. What do you think? Yeah, it wasn't good enough. Um, I'm a fierce Ndombele uh, defender. I didn't like it when Jose Mourinho wasn't playing him initially, but we saw what happened when Jose Mourinho played him, especially uh, now. Yeah, the method. It, it, that, it, it, it now proves that Jose had a method to his madness. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. He wasn't. He wasn't at the level. He wasn't at the level to play for the team, and it showed when he played. So he he knew during lockdown he had to get slim. He had to prove himself, and he's worked his socks off, and he's he's worked his way back into the team. And that's what we that's what we wanted to see: the fight for the team and the fitness. And he's because the talent will do the talking. Yeah, hundred percent. Talent. The talent takes care of itself. Yeah, you just need to get on the pitch. And, you know, it's one of those frustrating things because, you know, when he gets the ball, there's no one that's got the vision and the passing range yeah. and the and the weight of pass of Ndombele and Keita. I know that. We know that, right, Harold? Yeah. We all know that. And yeah. it's so frustrating that 
you know, you just can't, because I said yesterday on my Twitter as well, and on the pod we done on Sunday on the Fat Back 4, I said, I'm done with Shaq. Yeah, he's, that, he's yeah, there's no point. Even Matip, over the summer I'm talking about, next summer. Yeah. There's no point. They're all talented players. I'm not dissing any of them players, but I'm done with them because availability is yeah. everything. Yeah. I agree. I agree. How long can you wait until... These are meant to be players that are meant to come in, step in. And yeah. in moments like this, in moments when your yeah. team needs it, we've got no mans. Yeah. We yeah. need our army. If your army's not there when you're going to war, what's the point of your army? Yeah. And and for me, you can't have Ox and Kater as part of your midfield six or seven because the way Klopp plays, you need a midfield six or seven. You can't have both of them because most likely they're not going to be fit anyways. Do you get what I mean? So if you're going to carry one of them, you have to get rid of another. Boy, you know what? We could we could talk. I feel as a us three could talk football all night. <laughs> it's one of them ones, but we need to get some um, uh, predictions going on this, man. We need to sort of, after everything, um, really put it down and and, and put put um, make our prediction. Be bold. Be bold and say what we really think is going to happen tomorrow. I'm going to give... Um, Toby, because he's a guest on our channel and he's not a Liverpool fan, so I'm going to give him first dibs. Talk me through how this game's going to go for you and what's going to happen and, and who and what's the result going to be in the end, bro? Um, I think the game's going to go pretty much two ways. Liverpool are going to have all the ball, try and break us down. We're going to not have as much of the ball and we're going to try and stay deep in our shape, stay organised in our shape and then try and pick you off on the counter. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up with a loss because I mean, coming to Anfield and asking for a win is a, is a tall order. But at the same time, I just want us to play with no fear. I want us to play with the confidence that's seen us um, get to the top of the table. And I genuinely believe and expect that we will come out with a point tomorrow. I think it's going to end one, one. Okay. And goal scorers. Goal scorers, I want precise. We want precise here, B. Yeah, uh, goal scorers, I'm going to go for uh, Mo Salah. I think he's going to bag for Liverpool. And for us, I think Harry Kane's going to bag. I hope so, because I've got him in my FPL. Just to be on the safe side, you know. Um, but, um, Harold, talk to me, B. Talk to me. What's um, going on? So I think it's, we're going to win 2-1. Um I'm going for Salah Romani goals. The reason why I think that as well is they're going to sit back. Um, they're going to allow us to recycle the ball and keep the pressure on. That's when we're at our best. Like you can, if you allow us to do that, we will find we will find the gaps. We'll find the space, and especially with Trent fit, who are you stopping? Are you stopping Trent's balls or are you stopping Robertson's balls? And we will like we'll find a gap. We'll find a header. We'll find something. And I think you sitting back is not going to help you. That's when we're our best. So I think two on Liverpool. You know what, guys? I'm, I'm. I think this this game's going to be so tactical. Yeah. I know people are expecting like like a proper high energetic game, and I get all that. But I think it's going to be very similar to um, Chelsea versus Spurs, where it was pure tactical. Mm. Like neither team wanted to lose. I think Spurs, I agree with Toby. I think Spurs, if they get a point tomorrow, they'll be chuffed with that because it keeps everything real. And that's another hard game ticked off uh, Jose's, you know, uh, yeah. calendar as well. Like, yeah, we've done Chelsea away. We've done Liverpool away. You've done City as well, haven't you, at home? Mm. For us, for us, Harold, man, tomorrow is, 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 we were talking off air. Next two games, man, I'm I'm at that point where we, you know, whereas last season we were similar. We were talking about games and we were saying if we win these two, boy, you know what? We see some daylight. We see some yeah. recovering players. We yeah. see some daylight. We've we've had injuries, COVID, fixture congestion, all of that, but no one's ahead of us. After all that, after seeing Virgil lose lose Virgil for the season, Gomez. All these other players sparkling and Kane and Son and all these mans and Man City saying, yeah, yeah, we're going to do something. This is no one's ahead of us. Okay, yeah. So I think psychologically be massive for us tomorrow. I think the emotion of, of the crowd tomorrow, uh, especially paying their respects to Gerard Houllier, yeah. um, you know, um, 
you know, God bless his family and and, and everything. And, you know, it's going to be emotional tomorrow at Anfield. And I, and I think Spurs, Spurs are going to do well, I think, to sort of live with us if we've mm. got, you know, the players that we think hopefully in touch with everyone's fine and fit. But Jose brings this X factor. He always brings this X factor that that anything can happen. And that's the that's the beauty of tomorrow's game. It's not a normal Liverpool Spurs where we know Spurs might play good, but we'll get the win. Mm. It's this, this Spurs side can can really, really get a result tomorrow. And I think it's intriguing. Guys, um, it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah. It's been a pleasure to have you guys, man. And, and the chat's been good. Um, sorry, guys, in the chat that I can't keep up with you, man. You know me and technology don't go hand in hand. You know? <laughs> so I can't, you know, forgive me for that, man. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Um, Tobes, you want to give a shout out to your podcast or anything or your channel, man? What are you saying? Where can people yeah, find man. you? Yeah. Um, if you want to get my personals, follow me on Instagram or Twitter at um, Tottenham Tobes one word but if you want to follow the collective get the full experience get Tottenham Arsenal Chelsea Liverpool Man United and just any other sort of perspective to follow Touchline Fracker um, the, uh, one word again available on um, Instagram YouTube and Twitter as well so check us out man nice 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 Harold what are you saying where can people find you man yeah again if you want to find me on my personal um, Quirku underscore TVB um, and I'm part of, a, again, a football group called Footy Says. So you can find us at Footy Says. We just talk football from different clubs. You can you can laugh at the United fans, you know, the Arsenal, the Arsenal fans and that. So, yeah, find us on Twitter. Nice one. Nice one, guys. Um, thank you very much, as I said, for, for helping me out tonight and, and doing this preview. Hopefully, um, regardless of the result, we're going to catch up soon and maybe do a post-match. That should be fun, man. Seeing you know, whose face is smiling and whose face is not. But we'll see how it goes. Um, to the LFC Day Trippers community, you've been tuned in to another episode of Carnage. I've survived another episode. The journey continues. This is mad. No one thought I'm going to reach these levels. But listen, let the haters hate. And we keep walking up and on onwards. I bid you all well. A good night. And um, up the reds tomorrow, bro. That's what I'm saying. Good night, people. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Sports Social Podcast Network.